Alright guys, welcome to another episode of ARWP, the All Real Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Eric Novak, and today we have a special guest. He is one half of four minutes of heat. He is the rock god, Ricky Gibson. Enjoy this video, I know you will. Thank you. What's up, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. Are you ready? <laughs> I am ready to go. Alright, let's go. Tell me your first match. I want to know how your first match came to be. What was the experience? How did you feel? Yeah, uh, it's funny. A lot of people, uh, a lot of wrestlers talk about their first match as being like abysmal and, you know, the, just terrible and uh, they didn't like it. Uh, and I, I find my, my first match was quite different than that. Uh, of course, I was really nervous. Uh, it was at uh, Tito's Gyms, the place that I trained. And uh, it, was, it was set up. The gym was at a flea market uh, in downtown Hillsboro, Oregon, and we uh, we just set up the ring outside of the gym, and the show was free, so people from the flea market would uh, like walk around and come and watch the show, and some people would stick around, some people wouldn't, um, and it was free, but we were taking donations at the time, uh, and Tito's gym had been running shows like that for probably like two years, maybe, one or two years. Uh, so like I had heard of it, but I'd never been to one of the shows, so I had no idea what to expect. Uh, but I, my first match was against the guy that I started training with, uh, his name was Josh and we trained every single day of the week, except Sundays. So six days a week for four or five hours every night. Uh, we knew each other really well. Uh, and we, we had a killer match. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, we were both nervous, but, uh, looking back, like I'm still very proud of that match. Awesome. All right. Can we find that match on YouTube? Is it up somewhere? Or? Uh, it's not. I've I've seen clips of the show uh, or of the match. Uh, when I was young, I used to do video editing and uh, I, I made some clips of it, but I haven't been able to find the full match anywhere. All right. All right. How did you, you know, practice or train? Was there a wrestling school nearby, you know, that you would go to a lot or was it just like uh, an, an event that you managed to figure out? Yeah. So, uh, when I was probably like 12 years old, I started researching wrestling schools and I grew up in Oregon, uh, which is still where I am. And, uh, there was no wrestling schools in Oregon. The only thing that I could find was, uh, was down in California. And that was, uh, APW all pro wrestling. It was super popular at the time because, uh, beyond the mat had just come out. Um, and that's the one that's like showcased in that with Roland Alexander. Uh, and there, there was some stuff up in Canada, but there's nothing in Oregon or Washington at all. Uh, until, uh, and Tito's gym was not advertised well. Uh, it was actually <laughs> made to be a boxing gym. Uh, Tito Carrion was the guy that owned it, uh, an old, uh, luchador. He was probably 72 years old when I met him. And the only reason he wanted to run the gym is to, to keep the local kids out of trouble. So give them a place to box and work out and, uh, and then wrestling. We had, he was a wrestler. He wrestled for the WWWF, uh, for Vince senior, uh, way back in the day. And, um, but, uh, I just happened to come across that school when Portland wrestling came back for the like third or fourth time. Uh, and a couple of the guys had worked out there and it, it just worked out great. I was able to find it. And like I said, every day after high school, I would go there and work out for three or four or five hours. Uh, Saturdays we'd be there all day wrestling. The only reason we weren't there on Sundays is because Tito ran a church out of the, uh, out of the school. Uh, so we couldn't be there on Sundays. All right. Understood. All right. Um, if you had to look back, what was the hardest, you know, training you had to do 
what was like the, the one thing that you hated but you knew you had to do it every time you went to the gym uh i had a, a lot different uh experience training than a lot of people you hear a lot of stories about how guys were you know really put to the test and hulk hogan talks about how he someone broke his leg his first day of training and uh, there's all sorts of stories like that, and we really didn't have that. There was just uh, three or four of us that worked out there frequently, and then from time to time people would come by. Uh, but there was one day specifically that uh, I'll never forget as far as, like, the hardest day of training. And uh, two of the guys, two of the local guys that consider themselves legends in the area, uh, looking back it's almost comical because they, they really didn't do anything outside of Portland. Uh, but both of them were there, and they made us uh, bump in the ring uh, probably like 40 times in a row, just nonstop, get up and go and go and go. And at that time, we were both uh, good at bumping, but um, there's nothing more difficult than bumping like a couple times in a row, and then you get tired, and so everything starts to get sloppy. And so you start hitting your head, you start, you know, landing on your side a little bit wrong, or <laughs> just, and it was just time after time, and it was just their way of, of being jerks, you know, trying to uh, show their authority. Uh, but we both got through it, and, and I mean, uh, the, the guy that I started training with eventually quit, uh, but I've made it a lot further than the the two that claim to be the legends of the area so uh, I, it was good practice i'm glad we did it <laughs> but man i remember that being tough all right fair enough all right let's talk more about the rock god now let's talk about you know that side what made you come up with that you know gimmick yeah um it's it's true to life it's true to who i am uh i mean i love rock music i love a lot of different genres of music but um that, that like my personality is who I am. Uh, a lot of people talk about, you know, your character is best when it's you just turned up to 11. <laughs> um, and that's really what it is. Uh, when, if you watch Eddie and I, uh, Eddie, my tag team partner, Eddie Pearl, uh, him and I are what you see in the ring. Like we don't have different characters. We're not different. Uh, we're not playing a part. Like that's who we are. Uh, we love to have fun. We love to get wild. Uh, and then the the rock part of it, uh, the rock god came from one of the bookers at, at DOA Pro Wrestling years ago. Um, was I was trying to go after this style that? Uh, you, did you ever see the movie Rock of Ages? With, of course, uh, that, that's yeah. I love Rock of Ages. Yeah, so my character was based off of Tom Cruise's character in Rock of Ages, right. uh, and I I love the movie. I thought it was great, and that's the way I played the character at first. It was like real laid back and. Uh, not a care in the world, and that was that was what I did. And then it just evolved. Like that wasn't really who I was. I wasn't comfortable doing it, uh, and so it just evolved into who I am now and what you see now, uh, which is a lot more high energy, fun. Uh, like to make an ass of myself, but make an ass of other people too. Uh, I just like having fun out there. All right. You know, speaking of you know you know that gimmick, the Rock God. What about when you were first starting out? What was your idea of going into it before you got the idea before the rock god existed what was it yeah so uh my first wrestling name uh was ricky osborne um and osborne was from ozzy osborne like it was just that easy go-to uh and it wasn't i like i did that character for a little while at tito's gym just because that, that's what it was uh and when i was i was 16 when i started wrestling uh and my first match at a 
at a different promotion. I was 17 years old. Uh, and the guy there said, there's no way you can wrestle without a mask on. You look so young. No one's going to believe you. Uh, so I put on a mask and uh, I was a hippie uh, named Cosmic River. And I did that for like five years in a row. Um, and I had a lot of fun with it. It was it was much more like who I am as well, just goofy. Uh, it, I like to have fun. Uh, but I, it, I wasn't comfortable in the mask. I hated it. I wanted to be myself. Uh, and that's when I transitioned. And uh, I didn't want to go back to Osborne. I thought it was too, like, overplayed. Uh, and the guy at DOA gave me the name uh, Gibson for guitars. Um, and, and at the time, it was Rockin' Ricky Gibson instead of Rock God Ricky Gibson. So um, I like that, Rockin' Ricky Gibson. I like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. one of my first trainers uh, was a huge fan of the band Bad Company. Uh, <laughs> and they have a song, Rock and Roll Fantasy. And uh, that's that's he's like, I see you as that rock and roll fantasy. And there was another guy there uh, that, that fit the part as well. So him and I together, were that were, that was <laughs> it. It was like based off of that song. All right. Uh, and it was a lot of fun. It, it kind of shaped who I was, and uh, it, everything I do now is kind of based off of that. Awesome. All right. Let's talk about more about, you know, tag teams, single wrestling. You know, your future goals, you want to do singles, right? Uh, when you move on to, like, bigger companies, would you necessarily want to go into singles action, or would you go to tag team action? Uh, I have a lot of fun doing both. Uh, tag team... Uh, it's it takes a different level of skill than than singles wrestling does and both are very difficult but tag team wrestling you're taking four minds and putting together this idea of what like what art we want to create and so there's four different people in there with four different ideas and somehow you have to get on the same page and um, there's something magical about that uh, and eddie and i mesh so well together uh we both love what we do we love traveling we love wrestling uh it's is all we talk about. Um, so I would absolutely love to continue on the tag team uh, venture. Uh, but many a long nights on the road with Eddie, we've often talked about, like, if someone were to call today and say, Ricky, I got a contract for you, uh, but not for Eddie, uh, Eddie would step aside and be like, cool, have fun. Um, and same goes, like, if Eddie got a call saying he got a contract, but not for Ricky, I'd step aside and let him do his thing. Um, neither one of us is going to stop the other one from being successful. Um, so if that's if that's what it is, if that's where, where our, our road takes us, uh, we'll continue being friends and go our separate ways. But uh, I can see a lot of really cool things happening with us together. Yeah, I could see you and Eddie going to NWA, and I feel like you guys would just take over. You know, you buy yeah. your gimmick, buy your character. NWA would that would be great with that because you got you yeah. know Zicky Dice in there. You know, all meshed in. All right. Absolutely. <laughs> all right. What are a few events or places you wrestled that have a special special spot in your heart? You know. Uh, there's there's quite a few of them. So. Um, in Washington, there's a place called Washington Hall, uh, and it is a, a historic building. So uh, the city recognizes it as a historic building. And uh, that's where Defy runs, Defy Pro Wrestling. Uh, they do that. They do a couple shows in, in Oregon every now and then, but, like, that's their main show. And for a long time, like, that was my my goal. I wanted to be there because there's something about that environment. Uh, the fans get so loud. They never stop. <laughs> Uh, it's always high energy from beginning to end. There's no silent period. Um, it's just something magical about it. So that that's one that I've I've been to that I absolutely love. 
another one is the Roseland Theater in downtown Portland. Um, it's a place where, I mean, any any famous band that's come through Portland has probably played at the Roseland. Um, and it's, again, it's one of those environments just it's just so cool. Uh, they have the balcony seating above <laughs> so they can look down at the ring, uh, the big stage. Like, the lighting is awesome. Um, and that's one that I, I can't wait to wrestle in. Uh, we had a show there. We were actually supposed to wrestle the Rock and Roll Express uh, at the Roseland Theater, and uh, they had to pull out. They had a show. They had a show for uh, New Japan, and uh, super bummed. But we still got uh, Eddie and I were still there, and we uh, we ran in on Rhino and Bull James and set up a tag match for them uh, coming coming down the road. Uh, but even just being there in that building and and in that environment, it's crazy. So uh, that's my second one that. Uh, absolutely top top venues that I could think of. I'm curious, around what time is that uh, scheduled between the Ro uh, Rock and Roll Express? Uh, that must have been uh, mid last year. I think it was summer or something like that. September? Like somewhere in September? It might have been, yeah, it might have been September. Because I went to a New Japan event where they were at in like September at the Hammerstein Ballroom, so uh, <laughs> who knows? All right, all right. You know, I if you, if you already answered it by talking about like the venues, then just skip it. But the smallest place you ever worked, the largest place you ever worked, and the strangest place you ever worked. Yeah, um, the smallest place I ever worked. Uh, there's a couple. There's there's small crowd and then there's small buildings. So. Uh, Sandy Barr is a famous referee here in, in Oregon. Uh, Art Barr was his son, uh, tag team partners with Eddie Guerrero, the, the love machines. So mm -hmm. Sandy Barr ran a flea market, uh, and they did shows there every single Tuesday night. And it was in this a building with no heat, no air conditioning. So in the summer it was hot and the winter was cold. <laughs> uh, and we ran shows there on Tuesday nights and there was sometimes like four or five people in the crowd. Um, and then sometimes it filled up, uh, with like 20. <laughs> so, uh, I, the strangest because, uh, it was so cold during the winter that like, I would rather fall on the concrete floor than on the ring. That mm. was just like an icicle. Uh, it was so stiff. In fact, my trainer broke his rib, just taking a hip toss. Oh. Uh, because the ring was so hard and cold. So, uh, that one always brings back memories. It was a lot of fun, but man, it was small. Uh, there's also a building in, um, in Portland that's, uh, it's called rock and roll pizza. It's not there anymore, but it was a pizza joint and they literally just cleared the tables and set up a ring and you could fit maybe two rows uncomfortably there. Uh, <laughs> but it was fun. I mean, it is, it it's those types of things that just, it, it's fun doing. Uh, it's, it's a cool story to tell down the road, uh, to think of like, going from a place like the Washington Hall and then Rock and Roll Pizza and how just polar opposites they were. Uh, but both are fun. It's so. convenient. You no know, Rock and Roll Pizza, Rock God. It, it, it's exactly. a, it had to exactly. happen. It worked great. <laughs> All right. Tell me a few wrestlers that inspired you. But before you do that, tell me what made you fall in love with wrestling. Was it a match? Was it in a uh, special time with you and your father, you and your mother? Just something. Yeah. Um... Uh, I was at a babysitter's house when I was like four or five years old. And uh, one of the kids was flipping through the channels uh, and momentarily stopped on the undertaker and mankind beating each other up. 
I have no idea what event it was. I just remember that that's what it was. Uh, and something about it like, caught my eye. <laughs> Um, and it wasn't until a couple years later when uh, I think it was WCW was on and, and I started watching it and I just absolutely fell in love. Um, and man, I was obsessed. Uh, but there was no events came to Oregon or Washington because of the, the athletic commission. So uh, you, you couldn't see anything in, in Oregon or Washington until uh, WrestleMania that was in Seattle. I can't remember the number now, but uh, WrestleMania in Seattle, my dad and I drove uh, like five hours up there to, to watch that show way up in the nosebleeds. But um, that's like, that really, really stuck to me. Is like, I got to be here. Like, this is what I want to do. Um, but man, I was obsessed with it for, for every school project, every, you know, book report was, I'd read a wrestling book and talk about it. Uh, all of my friends liked wrestling and, and if, if they didn't like wrestling, we probably didn't connect. So, uh, yeah, it was, that's, I was always stuck. All right. What are some hobbies that you enjoy doing, you know, out of, you know, the wrestling, out of the wrestling category? Like what are just things you like to do out of the day? Um, nothing. <laughs> I All work out, uh, and, and then I, I wrestle like that's, that's pretty much it as far as hobbies go. Uh, I, uh, I bought a house a couple years ago. So doing, uh, work around the house, yard work is, is fun. Uh, I've got two kids, so I keep them busy. They keep me busy, but, um, that's it. I mean, both of them love wrestling too now, so that's amazing. Uh, it works well. <laughs> All right, all right. Have you had to go shopping like figures, toys? Like, are they that into it or not yet? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, my my youngest is four years old, and uh, he's not like he doesn't attach to the specific wrestlers. It's just the action in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my oldest loves the action figures. He's uh, he's turning nine this uh, next week. And uh, we get them all sorts of the different action figures. And I'm um, actually had a guy in the UK make an action figure of me uh, that uh, my son is super excited to get. Yeah. Uh, as soon as the U.S. opens up the borders, he'll be sending it down here. But you got to send um, that to me. I, I, I definitely want to buy one of those. You're going to have oh, them yeah. like at the, at the events. Like there's going to be a whole bunch of them or a limited. Uh, amount? I, don't, I don't know what his plans are. He said he plans on selling them, but uh, I really don't know. Like, uh, I know he just made one specifically for me that he's going to send me. And uh, he made one of Zicky Dice, too. So uh, that's out there. But, uh, he, yeah, he said he's going to be making some. So all right. uh, I'll, I'll send you his info. Yeah, you got it. I definitely want to check it out. I love, you know, the fact that the independent scene is so big now that you can have your own extra. You can have your own merch. It's amazing. Big the world that we're in. Yeah. All right. So. Let's talk about some future plans. Talk about, you know, what ideas, what, you know, new gimmick, new style. What's something you could change if you could? Like, if you're at a bigger company, they're definitely investing more in you. What would you add? Would you add more of a, of a, of a more of like a kiss vibe? Would you add, like, what would you, would you go into this full speed 100% or would you dial it down a little bit? Would you come in with the guitar? You know, that's a, that's a really interesting question that, uh, gets a lot of debate both ways. So uh, there's never been a better time in wrestling than right now because of all the stuff that's going on out there. There's, I don't know, five or six major companies that you can catch all the time. Um, IWTV uh, has thousands of subscribers um, that have, you know, promotions from all over the world on there. Um, 
So like the, the creative side of things uh, has never been easier. Uh, a lot of like back in the day, there was WCW, there was WWF, uh, and they created you. Um, they gave you your gimmick. They gave you your name. They gave you what you were going to do and how you were going to do it. And they made the merchandise for you. Um, and now it's so different. Even, even the major companies are hiring people that already have established name value. So you look at people on the independent scene. Uh, I think of Effie and Gregory Iron, uh, uh, Nick Gage, uh, uh, Funny Bone. There's all these people that have like who they are. Um, and they probably won't ever go to a major company uh, because they're they're able to do everything they want to do on the independent scene. So uh, when Eddie and I started talking about getting together and doing this tag team, uh, we were pretty straightforward in saying like we're gonna put in the money, we're gonna we're gonna invest in ourselves um, to be everything we can be. Um, I like to brag about having the best merch table in the business. Uh, when we travel, if we cancel, when we fly, it's a lot harder. But uh, when when it's a driving show, we bring our own table. We bring our own tablecloth. And we take up the entire table with merchandise. We have uh, six different shirts. We have uh, six different pins. We have photos, um, bandanas, uh, uh, pins, and like baseball cards. We have all of the stuff that like you wouldn't have seen that years ago. Like it just wasn't possible. But I mean, we've, we spent a lot of money to invest in ourselves. So when you think of like, when you ask, what do you, what would you do if you had the money behind you? Like, I don't know if there's anything different I would do. Uh, we got our own custom entrance music because we didn't like, if we went somewhere that was on TV, we didn't want them to have to choose something else because they couldn't play, uh, you know, the, the famous song on the radio. They couldn't play that without paying the, the band. Uh, we had a, a guy um, make, make us entrance music that we have full rights to so we can play. Uh, we both do video editing so we could make our own uh, entrance video. In fact, we have made our own entrance video, but no one really does like the, the Titan Tron like you see. But um, but we have all that. I mean, I don't know if there's anything that we would do different. Uh, we're constantly trying to evolve and, uh, you know, upgrade our gear and upgrade ourselves. But uh, I couldn't think of anything off the top of my head. Would you do pyro? Like, like, like pyro? Yeah, pyro is always fun. It's it's one of those things where uh, if you do it on a small, small scale, like uh, at a, a show with, you know, 300 people, it's almost overkill. It looks kind of cheesy. Uh, when you get to those big buildings and big crowds, uh, it's almost necessary to, <laughs> to have that, um, that, that feeling there, but uh, I wouldn't do it if it wasn't right. Like if we're the only ones coming out to pyro, that's probably a little bit ridiculous, but uh, yeah, I think that'd be fun. All right. What was the craziest offer you ever got for a booking event? Like what was, by far the one where you're like is this, this is real should i should i double check like, like have you ever had one of those like really weird bookings <laughs> um no not really really weird bookings uh i've had several times people reach out and say hey i want to book you on the show and uh, i want to fly you out to the, wherever it is and uh if if it makes sense and the money lines up i'll I'll say, yeah, but it's, there's always this weird feeling of like, is this probably isn't going to happen. Uh, and I, of course I don't plan anything. I don't book the date, like write the date down until it's like, I have the tickets in hand or the money in hand. 
Uh, but man, I've, I've had several times where people say, yeah, we're going to fly you out and, uh, do the show this day and it never happens. Um, so it's just one of the, I think every indie wrestler's probably dealt with that at some point. Um, mm-hmm. and that's why a lot of people, uh, ask for deposits or, um, plane tickets up front. So, so they know what's, what's going to happen. Uh, but no, I've, I've never had anything like super crazy or weird, uh, that I can think of. I've had some surreal ones. It's like, Oh, that's cool. I get to do that. Uh, you know, when I was first starting at uh, West coast wrestling connection, uh, like one of my very first matches there was against Gangrel. It was like, man, I grew up watching this guy and now I'm, uh, I'm across the sheet from him. Uh, and that, that was kind of a cool surreal moment. Uh, I, I've had a couple of those. And then of course, when, uh, when we, we got the word about rock and roll express, I was, you know, super excited dream match of mine. Um, so, I mean, I've had a couple of those types of moments, but, uh, nothing that's like super strange. I'm sure you're going to get that much of the rock and roll express. I'm sure that's going to come sooner than later, especially when all this yeah. is going over. <laughs> all right. All right. Let's talk about, you know, if I had a contract for you from every company, every major company, where would you want to go and why? Starting with your first choice. Um, that's, that's such a difficult question. People ask me that all the time, and uh, I never have a really good answer. Uh, I have some uh, some moral uh, disagreements with WWE right now. Right. Um, Can I, we hear I, them? Can, would you I be would, willing to tell us? No, no, it's, uh, it's nothing. Um, <laughs> I, I couldn't say that if they gave me a contract, I would say no. I would just say it's probably not my first choice right now. Um, I think, uh, I know, I know a lot of people at AEW. I know a lot of people at impact, uh, and just the, the talent that's at both of those promotions, uh, would be a lot of fun. Uh, I love what NWA has been doing, um, where it's, it's, almost it's not always the same guys wrestling they 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 move through them um and i think that's phenomenal i love that uh i love what mlw is doing um and they're starting to to really like crank it up there so uh that's great if i had to choose between all of them in a perfect world i think aew would be incredible um but i think uh like realistically like who i who eddie and i would fit in best with uh impact or or um NWA would be phenomenal. All right, awesome. All right, I I believe you know you guys in Impact can definitely make a lot of great dream matches, a lot of Texans. But NWA is my spot. I, if I ever see you guys, I want to be in NWA. I feel like you guys would definitely. It just it's a vibe, you know. It's one of those like they take like a I don't want to say old, but like they take the the kind of old TV show, stare it down, and I feel like with your characters being you know rock gods, because rock is more of like eighties maybe early 70s yeah. you know it's one of those like things where it would match perfectly all right yeah. all right tell me a dream match tell me you you named a few you named like a few like that you, that you know you've already faced in the ring but tell me <clears throat> a, a dream match that you'd want with two tag teams and three singles competitors Ooh, um i i would love to wrestle against the rascals uh, i've heard so much cool stuff about about them um, I would love to get another match with the Reno scum. Uh, we wrestled them once in California. I would love to have a rematch. Uh, I've known Adam forever, uh, actually both Adam and Lester forever. Um, and I've only wrestled them in a tag match once. So, uh, that's definitely a dream match that I would have. Um, and I think it, it'd be foolish not to say the young bucks. I mean, they, they do so much for the tag team scene and, uh, whether, whether people love them or hate them, like they, 
they're incredible. Uh, so that's that's probably it. As far as singles matches go, um, Chris Jericho, uh, a guy that I've watched forever and constantly evolving himself, constantly pulling the best out of people, uh, I think that would definitely be one. Um, I would love to get in the ring with Zicky Dice one-on-one. I think him and I would have an incredible time. Uh, I'm sure there's more out there that I'm forgetting, but those are kind of like the tops in my mind where like right now I'm thinking of. I'd give you Jeff Jarrett. I'd love to see you and Jeff Jarrett in a match. That'd be something. All right. You know, Jeff Jarrett, Jeff Jarrett is one of those that I think is often overlooked for his ability. Uh, I think he kind of gets a bad reputation, uh, but I, man, he is so good in the ring. He's he's He pulls the best out of a lot of people. So, uh, yeah, he's another one that I would love to wrestle. All right, all right, all right. We're going to go down to our few final questions, but still, nonetheless, it's going to be interesting. All right. Yeah. Tell me, tell me if you had to create a venue. I'm going to let you be your own booker. You had to create a venue, and you got to do a triple threat tag team match. You already said the Rascals. You already said Reno Scum. Forget about those guys. Think about okay. another match. Make it a dream match. It's your own show. They can be dead now. You can bring them back to life. So what would be an ultimate match of matches that you'd put together? In triple threat, so three teams? Yeah, three teams. Oh, man. Um, okay, so in their prime, uh, you put me in there with uh, Arn Anderson and Tolly Blanchard uh, and the Midnight Express. Oh, wow. Uh, All right. I... They, I love watching those guys wrestle in general. Um, I mean, all of them are incredible singles and tag. Uh, I would just thinking of what possibilities are out there uh, and what uh, what kind of story could be told. Uh, that that'd be dream match for me uh, with all of us in in our prime. Okay. Now, second question is your favorite pay per view. Your favorite pay-per-view, you loved all the matches from the beginning to the end, and you'd put as your number one. What would it be? Uh, I don't have one. I, I can't. Um, I know. That's not the answer you want. I can't think of a, a pay-per-view, like, beginning to end that I, that I loved, mostly because I just forget <laughs> what they are. Like, I'm not the kind of guy that remembers the specific matches. Um, my favorite pay-per-view vibe uh, was Halloween Havoc though? Um, not not necessarily any one specific Halloween Havoc, but just, just in general, like that that uh, environment was so cool for me uh, growing up watching it. All right, all right, fair enough. I'll give that to you because I'm giving you one out of a million. So fair enough, fair enough. This one you actually have to think about because I'll make it a top three because I feel like I know the first one. If you say it, I'll if you say it, I'll tell you. That's what I was thinking. Okay. What are your favorite matches? Three matches that were in wrestling history could be in Japan, could be in you know ECW, WCW, anything, WWF, WWE. Three matches that you pick from first to third. Ooh, um, the uh, Midnight Express uh, against Arn and Tolly, uh, yeah. WWF. Uh, is is one of I don't know if it's the number one, but one of them. Oh. Uh, I could watch that match a million times. Um, uh, Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio from WCW Halloween Havoc, uh, absolutely phenomenal. Um, and then there's a match at the beginning of Shawn Michaels DVD. Uh, it's the Rockers versus uh, Buddy Rose and 
Um, I'm totally spacing on the other guy's name right now. Uh, but that tag match at the beginning of that DVD was absolutely phenomenal. Uh, and Buddy Rose, uh, I, I grew up in Portland. Buddy Rose lived in Portland, met him several times when he was around here uh, because he ran a school uh, for a little while. Uh, and so it was like it was memorable watching that. But the match was so intense and uh, it was bloody. But the, the selling was just on point where everything told such a powerful story. Uh, I loved it. All right. Can you tell us any plans for the future coming up, you know, from this quarantine ending? Anything that you have planned? Some little DMZ spoolie you want to tell us? Um, man, I wish I had just a, a load of stuff to tell you. Uh, what I can tell you is I have uh, a show coming up at the end of the month uh, that will be a no audience show. It'll be live streamed on Facebook. Um, more info to come. Is that like uh, a donating Eddie and I kind of are, are actually going to. Is it like a donating kind Sorry, of thing? Is it like a donating kind of thing? Um, I don't know what it's going to look like yet. Uh, when I find out, I'll let you know. But I'm not. I'm not sure the specifics yet. Um, Eddie and I are going to wrestle each other uh, in oh, a mullet wow. versus mullet match. Uh, <laughs> so the loser is going to shoot their head. So uh, we, we're just waiting for a good weekend where I can uh, go to his house and beat him up. Um, but uh, any just, day now, we'll, we'll be doing easy. that. You just want to get an easy haircut, don't you? I'm I'm not cutting my hair. I can't <laughs> get rid of the mullet. It's, it's who I am. <laughs> uh, and then I've got a handful of promotions that are just just killing, waiting to to run again. Uh, I'm really excited for what Defy Pro Wrestling starts doing again as, as the tag team champions there. Uh, like, I don't know who we're going to wrestle. I don't know when, but uh, we're, we're itching to, to do Defy again. But I don't have any dates on any of that stuff yet. All right, not an issue. All right. I know you mentioned a lot about you know places you're you know, you're you're wrestling now. Tell the fans where they can find you in term, terms of wrestling. Like companies where if I want to look up you know you and Eddie, where would I look it up on what shows? You yeah. mentioned Defy. Um, IWTV is by far the the greatest collection right now. So IWTV, uh, Eddie and I are on there for Defy, uh, POW Pro Wrestling, DOA Pro Wrestling, Five CC. Uh, without a cause and prestige uh, we're at all of those companies and they're all they have a, a huge library of matches on there uh, as far as where you can see us right now that's those are the main <laughs> in <things>. the house <laughs> yeah all right no yeah you're wrestling in a lot of a major independent companies now prestige defy all these are like i watch so many independent matches from there because they take so many amazing stars and put them and it's really great you, you're in a good spot all right Tell us where we can buy your merch. Where can we get T-shirts, pins, bandanas, uh, posters, yeah. training cards? Where do we get all that? Yeah, there's two places you can buy our merchandise. Uh, ProWrestlingTees.com uh, has five different designs on there for T-shirts. Uh, and that's ProWrestlingTees.com. Just search four minutes of heat. Uh, and you can search Ricky Gibson. You'll find it there as well. Um, and the other one is for the, the number four minutes of heat dot square dot site. Um, and that's... That's ran by us, so we actually print the shirts and pins and uh, bandanas and everything. We mail them out, where Pro Wrestling Tees does all the work for us and uh, <laughs> just sends a cut of the money. Uh, so we definitely make the most off of our Square site, uh, 4minutesofheat.square.site. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last one, uh, not necessarily merch, but you can support us. We do podcasts, we do uh, videos and photos, uh, is patreon.com slash 4MH. All right, awesome. Where can people find you on social media? Where are you yeah. most active? <laughs> uh, Ricky Gibson. So look for Ricky Gibson, uh, Rockin' Ricky G at, on Twitter. Uh, I am Ricky Gibson on Facebook. Uh, we have Four Minutes of Heat on Facebook. Uh, and then Instagram is rockgod underscore Ricky underscore Gibson. Awesome, awesome. What do you want to tell the fans before we sign off? Uh, you know, the one thing I want to say, uh, and, and everyone probably says this to to end their, their interview or whatever, but uh, <laughs> I truly do love what I do. Uh, and I, I couldn't do this without the support of people like you doing podcasts to get my name out there. I couldn't do this without people following me on social media. Uh, you know, as independent contractors, as independent artists, uh, we survive based on uh, the likes and the follows and the, the shares from our fans. So please keep that up. If you want to support us and don't have a dollar to do, uh, all you have to do is hit that share button. Um, and that does just as much for us as uh as uh, uh, buying a shirt or anything. All right, awesome. All right, thank you so much, everyone. Please like, comment, subscribe. Look up Ricky Gibson. He is amazing. I love his matches. Check him out. Wow, wow, what an awesome video. It is so awesome to have tag team wrestling nowadays because it's such a big industry and tag team wrestling is the hottest thing in my opinion i love tag team wrestling if you enjoyed that video please go subscribe like comment share with all your friends and look at my previous videos i have people like brian cage tjp matt seidel chris bay and so many more go check it out on the link below all my instagram all my uh, twitter everything that you want to follow me on it's all under below Thank you guys. I'll see you guys next time with bigger and better and always new footage. See you guys next time.